Hello and welcome to episode four of the No Business Talking About Games podcast. I'm your host, The Wonder Waffle. I'm here with Shantmaster K, and uh, we've had another one-week hiatus, unfortunately. And it was Wonder Waffle's fault. As they, well. they say that when you're doing a podcast that you should make sure that you're able to post something every week consistently so that your listener base has something to listen to every week or every certain uh, denomination of time that you say you're going to post them. Unfortunately, my college life uh, prevented me from having the time to record an episode last week. So this one's going to be twice as good to make up for it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we'll jump right into things this week. Uh, uh, big news this week is uh, Assassin's Creed 3 being announced, so we'll get into that in our special feature. Uh, Shantmaster K has a rant on the PS Vita. We, of course, have pseudo news. And uh, we're going to start off with what games we've been gaming. And uh, this week, I'm going to throw it over to you, Shantmaster, what you've been gaming this week. All right. Thank you. Well, as always, your one and only favorite, RuneScape. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just, that sounds more like an addiction to you, really. It is. I, I put countless hours because at work, um, I have downtime and yeah. I play that. So, <laughs> Well, it's on I, call, right? It's not. Yeah. Well, it's not you're actually. Well, I'm actually working on the clock, but. You don't do anything in between calls. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm a paramedic. So. <laughs> oh, he, he gives it out. <laughs> yeah, I give it out. Right. Yeah, okay. All right, but uh, yeah, I've been playing RuneScape, uh, just doing just doing some questing on there. Uh, nothing really too new. Uh, then I'm still working on Assassin's Creed uh, Revelations, and I don't know. I, I think I've wasted too much time on that game. Because Are you doing any of the side stuff, like picking up the feathers and doing the uh, like the yeah, first I'm, person? Sequences? I'm trying. I've been I've been looking around quite well. I've been looking out around quite a bit for the those little the memory. The, oh, they're shards, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, they're yeah, not, the they're not feathers in that game. I forgot. Yeah, yeah. but uh, I've not played that game in quite some time. <laughs> I still I think I'm on like maybe sequence three or four. Yeah, um, I know we talked about it like on the first episode of this. There, so there's really not much to that game outside of the storyline. Like there's there's some side quests, but mm-hmm. it's really they're just short and not related at all. And you like in the past Assassin's Creed, you can uh, buy and renovate uh, like shops, yeah, and banks, yeah. and uh, yeah. So all that, and you can buy landmarks and stuff, yeah, which is fine and cool and all that, but it really has nothing to do with the game at all, and. Yeah, it's. I almost preferred it when it was less developed as a system because, like in Assassin's Creed Two, you could upgrade your villa, and yeah. you knew yeah. that it wasn't really like a huge impact on the gameplay. It was just something to kind of like work toward and keep building as you progress through the game. But they've got it so like you can't do anything with any of the shops until you buy them, and then you start wanting to buy them, and you're just kind of running all over the place. And the thing that actually is has always bugged me the most about Assassin's Creed games is like when they put really big walls that you can't climb in oh, the city right, yeah. and then you have to run around to find a gate or find something that you can actually you know get over the or get past the wall right because i i mean yeah i'm sure it's like it's geographically accurate to the city or whatever mm-hmm. but it's just really frustrating and it, it really slows down the game and really makes it frustrating yeah so you know i'm spending like hours and hours trying to buy all, I, I did buy all the shops and you know that's all nice and dandy, but and then I bought. I'm trying to buy all of the like landmarks and stuff. Yeah, but I, it really, I intend to, but it, there's there's no there's nothing that connects it to the main story, and I'm I'm not all about achievements, but there's not even like achievements for it, so there's like really no point in doing. Yeah, it. I remember. I think it was I think it was Assassin's Creed One. Actually, I was under some weird impression that 
that there must be an achievement for getting all the viewpoints. No, so I yeah. did it, and then I didn't get yeah, an achievement. Yeah, I, I, I did all like, the viewpoints in this one. There's nothing. Yeah. So, so <laughs> I don't know. Um, I do want to see try out uh, multiplayer at some point because I've heard it's improved on Brotherhood, which was a really interesting. I just have not I, had time to really get into I it. I enjoyed it on Brotherhood. I have not tried on Revelations yet, though. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll do that. Tonight at a at a very exciting extravaganza of gaming that we might be participating in, right? Um, but yeah, and then you uh, you also were playing some Mass Effect Two, yeah, um, which I I also played. I uh, I want to say sorry uh, in the beginning. I don't want to spoil anything for for anyone, but I I didn't I didn't play the whole Mass Effect Two. I I have it all done and completed, but I wanted to redo the ending, the the suicide mission. Yeah. So let's. We won't go into specific spoilers uh, for listeners' sake. If you haven't played it, although Mass Effect Three is just around the corner, I suspect you probably have. But I know that I personally haven't, and uh, and yeah. I'm getting pretty invested in the game. Uh, I'm. I've done like more. I love Mass Effect so much now, and I, I was so <laughs> against great. it for so long. So, but it's it's really cool to me. Uh, but yeah, so you you played some of the last parts of yeah, Mass Effect. Yeah, I, I played it because you. Ha- <sighs> You have to, you have a crew, and yeah. you don't want them to die. Yeah, right? I'm not gonna go into detail, but there's just a certain member that keeps dying, and I think it was a bug in the game because I had to do a download, and I did everything the same again, and it fixed. Okay, yeah. So, so we'll keep it at that. But that's uh, yeah, and I mean, I think it's common knowledge that you need to do all your loyalty missions in yeah, order to get right. everybody to uh, to survive, which I'm and, certainly intending to do, and do all of uh, the upgrades for your ship. Oh, too. really? Okay. Yeah. So, what about the? Uh, and I'm curious because I was looking at this today when I was playing. Um, there's some upgrades that like let you fix the scars on your face if you are being a renegade, like the ones that do cosmetic things. And there's there's a couple. They're the they're the ones that are um, experimental upgrades. I think they're called. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you need to do those because it's like if you, you can do it multiple times and it'll let you like re reestablish your skill tree. Yeah, like, let you replace yeah. your points. Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I don't. I never do renegade, so I'm, I never. Yeah, so I suspect Paragon. that's probably not necessary. Is that uh, basically what you've been playing this week? Yeah, that's that's all my time and some FIFA 12. But there's I know that really I know that. that you'd intended to play some of the Mass Effect 3 demo. I know that I actually did. Yeah, um, I I just didn't have the time really. Yeah, so. and that's understandable. We're busy people. Uh, but I guess I'll start out with that. Uh, I played the Mass Effect 3 demo. I played. I couldn't play any of the multiplayer because I tried to get into it and it just kept disconnecting me from the game. I don't know if the servers were down mm. or what was up with that. Um, looks kind of interesting, the interface does. Um, you know, that game still has some stuff in it that I just don't... On the interface level, like that little CD loading thing. I don't know why they couldn't make a better asset for that. <laughs> like why something... It's, it's not a huge deal. It doesn't really bother me, but like... I still just don't understand why there's still just this like really kind of low resolution, mm-hmm. you know, now saving logo or whatever. Um, but uh, it looks kind of interesting. There's kind of some progression. Uh, you can get some new weapons. Uh, there's something about like drops, like loot in the game in the multiplayer that I saw. But mm. honestly, I didn't play it at all. Um, and then I played some of the uh, some of the single player uh, demo. I think I played two levels. I don't know how many there are. And honestly, it was without having any real investment in the story it was kind of dull actually right. uh, from a gameplay perspective it was it was cool they they do have like the three different selections you can play for story or rpg or uh, well, action so like action you you play and it'll make all the decisions for you in the cutscenes rpg is the way that mass effect has usually been and then story it like um in some way you don't actually have to do the fighting i'm not exactly sure oh really huh. but uh, so that's that's kind of cool 
Um, that game's coming out, is it this Tuesday? Yep, Tuesday, March so, 6th. So. so coming out real soon. Pretty pumped. Um, I, I actually, the demo kind of turned me off on a little bit because I've still got Mass Effect 2 to finish. Um, I've got Deus Ex, which I'll talk about in a little bit, um, that I'm pretty excited for. And then I still want to finish Fallout 3. I mean, there's, I got a lot of RPG opportunities, so I think I'm probably just going to hold off on Mass Effect 3 now. Yeah. Despite that I really love the series now and I'm, I will definitely play the game. I, it's just, it, I don't think it's any more a, a day one purchase for me. Very sad. I have to work on the re- release day, so. Well. You could just play it at work, though. I could, but they have, <laughs> they have standard definitions. And I'm not going to play oh, really? my Mass yeah. Effect on. Yeah, I don't want that crappy TV. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, like I like I was saying, I uh, got a couple other games this week. Uh, I didn't play a whole heck of a lot of either of them, but uh, enough to have some kind of imp- impressions. Um, Deus Ex: Human Revolution, uh, which I I think is kind of similar to Mass Effect. It's not really in in terms of its uh, in terms of its story premise. It's not at all, but it is like an RPG with kind of combat things. Um, I've heard really good things about it. It has a lot of different choices that you can make in terms of how you go about completing a mission. You can be like stealth or you can be action or you can do all these different things. Um, I kind of struggled with the way that the controls are set up, the default controls, because like, it's like right analog stick is zoom and left the left trigger is bumper, mm-hmm. which is just, or sorry, is uh, is cover. Okay. So it just was kind of hard to deal with. Um, but they're definitely, I just didn't want to get like into those controls because I was going to go back to Mass Effect and I didn't want to like try to mess yeah. myself up but that game certainly looks like it has a lot of potential i'm pretty excited to, to play that and then i also got uh mortal Kombat, the new one um the story mode for that game is very interesting it basically is just one continual uh cut scene so like it'll do a cut scene and then it'll the camera will pan out and it'll put you into a fight and when you win the fight it goes back into the cutscene and then it comes back out. There's no menus. There's no. Oh, that's pretty sweet. So like the UI just pops up when it zooms out and then it goes away when it goes into a cutscene. Uh, that the story seems very thin and kind of stupid, but it's like a fighter. So, but yeah. compared to what other fighting games have had, it's it's uh, it's pretty cool. I'm not a great fighting game player, but this definitely does seem to be a Mortal Kombat in the vein of Street Fighter Four, where they're trying to get back to making Mortal Kombat a real like competitive game. Yeah, like it's 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 got you know combos in it it's got all that stuff that makes fighting games hard and good for competition but that's yeah. not i'm just playing it for that, fun i'm not really into fighters but it, if i do it's it's only really mortal Kombat that i play or dragon ball z but i don't i'm not really into street fighter or tekken or anything like that. yeah it, this is very similar like i said to street fighter 4 i think in terms of its graphical style and the way in which they went about uh creating it okay so uh does that pretty much conclude what we've been playing this week yeah that's pretty much all, all right well if you'll Stick around on the other side of this break. We'll be coming back with our trademark pseudo news where we've got some new games outed, announced, and whatnot, and uh, some other stuff. So stick around. We'll be right back. Here on the No Business Talking About Games podcast, I'm the Wonder Waffle here with Chantmaster K, two yep. guys who have no business talking about games, but we do it anyway. And uh, mm. we've got our trademark segment, news segment that's usually out of date and is rarely informative. <laughs> Pseudo news. All right, here we go. 
Starting out uh, with what I think is probably the biggest news of this week, uh, that um, that Assassin's Creed 3 has been outed and then announced. Uh, so I guess I leaked and then Ubisoft reacted by just going ahead and announcing the game, which I think is probably the way to go about it because uh, that way you can kind of control the way that uh, the public is viewing the game as opposed to kind of having to deal with, uh, you know, rumors going about speculation and whatnot. And uh, Assassin's Creed will take place uh, during the American Revolution. Yeah, I'm very surprised that they kind of went with this route, but... Um, I, I, I think know. it's interesting that they... Uh, and I, I can actually see very well the reason that they picked it this way, that they picked the, uh, a Native American character to be the lead character in the game. Oh, okay. Um, so it's it's not like you're, uh, you're a colonist fighting against the British. Right. You're a Native American fighting against... Um, and I, 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 you know, I'm not exactly sure what the premise is. There's a lot of possibility, but it's not so simple. It's not so cut and dry. I think. Yeah. Um, which I think is is a good basis for the Assassin's Creed. It, uh, yeah, it should be inter- The story should be pretty interesting. I, I'm just surprised like they kind of jumped to like oh, this part. I, yeah, that is. Uh, I mean, well, and there there was some speculation that it would go straight to uh, straight to current day. That yeah. Desmond would be the uh, mm-hmm. the the main character in the in Assassin's Creed 3. That was a rumor floating around. Uh, well, and we'll talk about the future of Assassin's Creed later in our special segment uh, for this week. But uh, I think, yeah, it is kind of surprising that they skipped over some other possible time periods. I know you'd been mentioning, um, what were you talking about? The Victorian. F- yeah, Victorian age or the French Revolution kind of. Yeah, I think that... Uh, That'd be kind of neat. I think that there was actually some some... Rumors about that back when Assassin's Creed 2 came out. Uh, if I remember right, I saw some stuff back when Assass- before Assassin's Creed 2 was announced that that kind of detailed uh, something regarding the French Revolution. But uh, yeah. they've gone they've gone further. They've gone with the American Revolution, and uh, I think that the the way that that series has been progressing, uh, the type of thing that they've been doing with those games has kind of stagnated over the years. That we've gotten you know four games essentially from very similar time periods. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really good that they went to the Renaissance. If if we'd been stuck back in the time of Assassin's Creed 1, I think the game would be very dull and boring. So yeah. I think they're realizing that as they move forward, they can add more and more features and have it be plausible within the story. Yeah, it's it's definitely like a, a nice new, you know, a new Assassin's Creed is going to be nice. Um, I, I did love the Ezio story, but uh, I think it it's going to, it concluded nicely, so... It's time to move on, but and I it should be interesting. Um, uh, on another game that's been outed, although not announced, a uh, French website, uh, a French Amazon, a uh, French site for Amazon, uh, put up and then took down a listing for Call of Duty Black Ops 2, which is uh, no surprise. Uh, probably will be released November 9th, 10th, or 11th, I would imagine. Um, yeah. You know, and it's it's not surprising. It's not unexpected at all but it would it's almost starting to kind of remove the excitement in any way about what the next call of duty is going to be because i would put it and it's tough to say but i would suspect that modern warfare 4 yeah will be i was just about to say that I, after I think, this i think that's they're and that. probably black ops 3 to be honest um <sighs> i, I really <laughs> do like the way that they've had these two different uh styles of game though like yeah. that they haven't they no longer just take everything from the one game and then put it in the other um, you know, there's no credits in Modern Warfare, and there is in Black Ops, and I think that that having these two kind of like Call of Duty brands um, have established, you know, that have kind of established themselves. I think it'll be funny 
if they start spinning these off again. So like Call of Duty Black Ops and Call of Duty Modern Warfare come out in the same year. I doubt that that's ever going to happen because they want to give the two-year development cycle mm-hmm. while still being able to release a game every year. Um, not much really to say about that one, though. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I I love Black Ops. Um, I just I always just like something new with Call of Duty, but uh, I guess it's Treyarch, and I've been you know impressed with their last Call of Duty game. So I, I suspect it'll be a it'll be a good game. Yeah. Um, another thing that. Don't have a whole heck of a lot to say about, but uh, some of the Fable uh, creators, some people from Lionhead, um, Carter Brothers, Simon and Dean, uh, have started another development studio called Another Place Productions. Um, not really sure why they left. Uh, um, why they left Lionhead? They, I, I guess uh, the the truth is that they were uh, they were the heads of a studio called Big Blue Box, which I, if you remember, uh, in the original Fable, Big Blue Box actually had a credit, mm. and they were acquired by Lionhead, I guess. So now they're kind of spinning off and doing doing their own thing again. Um, so that's interesting. Lionhead really hasn't made much except for Fable, and Fable, I guess, was the idea from these two guys. So yeah, that anyone who was involved with like the Fable games, I think. Uh, they're pretty creative, and I'm pretty interested to see what they come out with for their first game. Yeah, I'm actually kind of interested in what Lionhead makes. Uh, you know, probably Fable another Fable 4. game, probably. But uh, <laughs> these guys aren't there anymore, Which is fine. so so we'll we'll have to see what the quality of that game is. I'll take uh, another Fable any day. I think uh, two was definitely the high point for that series. Fa- right? Yeah, Fable two. I love Fable two. So, and then uh, in the last bit of pseudo news, we'll talk about this week. Uh, Valve is. Rumored to be readying something called a Steambox console. Um, and they're suspected to run kind of like Android, where they would come up with a set of uh, system requirements, and then they would license that out to people who could put their software on it. Um, which I think is definitely the way that you would you would want to run some sort of PC gaming kind of console. But I, I think that this could end up being very cost prohibitive. Yeah, I'm... I don't. I I think I'll just stick with whatever Microsoft and. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, but I mean, I, I, there's. I've heard a lot of things about people really liking to play the very high resolution games from their PC on their living room TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, that they can look better than current gen consoles can, and if they can get the price down, uh, I think it it's certainly a plausible, um, a plausible you know separate thing from the consoles because they do have the digital distribution model all kind of set in place they won't have to be worrying about selling or licensing discs right um but i think that a lot of gamers really like to build their own pcs or have them custom built in in a very specific way uh but this could definitely i think cater to the more kind of mainstream market right that hasn't previously done uh, pc games so much um so yeah not not a whole lot to talk about in pseudo news this week, but there never really is. We, we just pick some stuff. We just talk about it. I think that's interesting. Uh, but, yep, the meat and potato of the podcast is coming up right after this with our special feature, The Future of Assassin's Creed, and Shamaster K's first chance at a rant of the week on the PS Vita. So stick around. We'll be back right after this on the No Business Talking About Games podcast. <laughs>
All right, and we're back on the No Business Talking About Games podcast, and we have hit the what I just uh, previously mentioned as the meat and potatoes of our show, which may or may not be the case. Uh, our special feature for this week, the future of Assassin's Creed. So uh, we had some thoughts about what might happen uh, following this Assassin's Creed 3, how it's going to be impacted by the new generation of consoles, and where Ubisoft goes with Assassin's Creed uh, in the future. Uh, what are your thoughts on this, Shane Master K? Uh, like time period wise, or kind of yeah, I, and I think there's other implications as well. But we can start out with time period. Yeah. Um, I don't. Know, my my guess. Uh, what I was thinking after I heard about this colonial America is next, so they're probably gonna go into like the World War Two kind of uh, era. I think that'd be pretty interesting if they. I mean, like depending on where it's taking place, like kind of do like some stealth missions for a certain side and. Oh, that's that's kind of my guess on the next time yeah. period, at least. I'm really interested in how they go about uh, putting the Assassin's Creed mechanics into into this game. Um, it's kind of like Bioshock, actually, because Bioshock is not necessarily um, like a water-based game. Everyone kind of thought of it as that, but then they've got the Bioshock Infinite, which is in the sky. And, you know, for some reason, I always thought Bio was like water, but it has no... It doesn't really mean anything about water. In the same way, Assassin's Creed doesn't really mean anything about like ancient time, you know, or, or really old time periods. It's it's about the Assassin's Guild, so it could mm-hmm. be really any time yeah, because right. apparently they continue to exist in contemporary times, as is shown through the uh, through the contemporary parts of. I think many are just so used to the you know the medieval yeah, they've type had four games that way. So yeah, so it's just it's just a new new step for them. It's going to be interesting to see how they how they make that happen. Because everyone thought that, like we were saying off air, that um, that's going to be more just Desmond instead of anybody yeah, else. Yeah, well, we mentioned that a little bit earlier, that uh, that Assassin's Creed 3 would be completely contemporary, which I think would be a mistake on their part to just skip historically all the way until now yeah. um, without doing anything with any of it. Um, the other th- implications that I think there are is that... Uh, is that I would suspect that next year, or at least the year after that, we would have to be worrying about Assassin's Creed on a ne- on a new generation of consoles. Mm-hmm. Um, will they continue to make them every year, and will they make two more Assassin's Creed three sequels, kind of like GTA um, did with GTA three, um, and then they have not done with GTA four? Um, will that happen again, or is that something that they just did for this console generation? And on the new consoles, we'll be seeing Assassin's Creed four. I think that they're not going to do the every year thing. I think the they're going to have to get used to the new like kind of technology in this console and kind of see what how far they can go with their games. Yeah, I'm wondering if they're going to put another one out on on 360 and PS3 uh like a like a sequel to Assassin's Creed 3 mm-hmm. like uh, Brotherhood was to 2. Um the thing is that they the way that they've been making the games has been to outsource it to six developers and slam it out in one year. It's not like Call of Duty where there's a, where there's a developer working for 2 years on each game and then just release them uh piggybacking each other and they end up with a game every year but mm-hmm. each game takes 2 years to make. Uh Assassin's Creed has been made year over year over year every year in one year um thus far except for apparently this one which they said had the longest development cycle since Assassin's Creed 1. Um, so probably over two years on this one. So I I think it could be a really exciting thing to see just a really kind of revitalized, you know, redesigned from the ground up Assassin's Creed game. Yeah. Um, 
what are you, what are you uh, saying? My, my guess is I think they're going to, the way the games are going to play out is kind of what happened with the 360. Like Assassin's Creed, the first one came out in 2007. Then there was like a two-year break until two came out. Yeah. And then and it then started the same, running. Kind of similar thing. Then it started the running consoles. every year. So I think once they kind of get used to this next console that comes out, I think it'll start to play out like it did with the 360. Yeah, I think that's probably a reasonable uh, thought to have because it, it's it's just really interesting, and I, I'd be very interested in what their business team is talking about regarding Assassin's Creed in the future because mm-hmm. uh, there's so many ways that things can play out. I'm sure they have a better idea about what the next consoles are going to be than we do. Right. But, uh, you know, it's it's just kind of a really kind of tumultuous time for anyone who's working on these franchises that have been long running on this current generation of consoles. Yeah, and f- as far as we know, right, they could po- possibly even be working on... I, I would suspect yeah. that they are. They they could just do like a you know new console release for, as yeah, far as it, we know you know I think the the thing is though that they've got six studios working on it how much more manpower does uh, yeah. Ubisoft have and do they want to put all of it on Assassin's Creed <laughs> I mean, it, it doesn't necessarily seem like a bad idea it sells it, pretty well I ain't, it, it's their most popular game I think yeah I think so. there's I mean, Splinter Cell was at a time but yeah, uh, has but, is no longer yeah Assassin's popular. Creed is is their title now you know <laughs> they have all those uh. You you see a lot of Ubisoft and a bunch of games that you'd never hear about. So I think Assassin's Creed is going to be like their mainstream. Sure, and I think uh, Ubisoft is also a publishing house, though. So like some games that they don't develop, they'll publish. Okay, but these are their kind of like first party for them. They publish and and also develop is uh, is Assassin's Creed, uh, Prince of Persia, and uh, Splinter Cell. And I think that at this point, Assassin's Creed is certainly the leader of those games. Uh, it'd be interesting to see if they have any kind of new IP for the new console release. That's something I'm excited about. But that's probably a topic for another week of discussion. Uh, what new IP would be uh, from these studios that have been making the same games for years and years and years. And I think that brings us to uh, to Shapemaster K's debut rant of the week on yeah. the PS Vita, the new handheld from Sony. Uh, things have not been going super well for it, <laughs> although uh, I feel like it's a completely superior system to the uh, 3DS, which is just a piece of garbage. Yeah. But uh, apparently consumers don't necessarily agree, and uh, so take it away, Shane Master. Well, I, I agree with you. It's it's a lot better than the the 3DS there, but it and I'm all for handheld games. I don't I don't play any or handheld uh, systems, but the the PS Vita, which I don't understand, is that it doesn't come with a you know internal memory drive. You have to buy it separately. So uh, I think there's like four different uh, gig hard drives you can get. There's like an eight, twenty, thirty-two, or whatever. So you have to buy the the system itself again, and then you have to buy a whole separate hard drive, which is like I think the twenty gig ones, like an extra thirty some dollars. It, it it just doesn't it just doesn't make sense for you know this time you know in you know this technology technology age that they don't do that they, they, the only thing that has going for them really is that their launch lineup is pretty good but other than i just don't understand how they don't have a internal memory well and if and if i can jump in as a ranter as well there yes <laughs> it also does not have uh usb charging so you plug it into a computer it's not going to work you're going to need to use a special power brick plug it into the wall um, which some tablets do as well, but that's just seems kind of ridiculous at this point. Um, you know, just allow USB charging, even if it's a trickle charge. Um, and then there's, there's some other stuff I saw, um, I saw online here. Uh, let's see. 
Uh, the, I mean, the camera's not very good, it, and it doesn't have multitasking. So, like, uh, you, you're running your messaging app or whatever, and then you're playing a game, and the messages won't show up on top of it necessarily. Um, so I think that's kind of a missed opportunity, and I think it kind of spells the, the kind of death of consoles because we've got things like the iPad, we've got things like iPod Touch um, that are allowing people to get gaming on the go without having to buy a special thing without having to carry a thing around and they have a better interface that allows them to do more things yeah um so uh, honestly the 3ds though is is just a piece of trash i think the 3d is not good at all it, it adds nothing to the games uh it, there's no point in it being a dual screen so now i'm kind of hijacking this and going down the 3DS no I, you, go ahead I, that's the only thing <laughs> i didn't understand is the the memory thing so whatever yeah, you have the, to complain about i don't know I, I I, <laughs> uh, this this rant is deteriorating into into craziness and insanity. So I think that uh, we'll conclude that rant for this week and move on to emails and comments, which unfortunately we have none of again. <laughs> so that that guy who made the negative comment last time, if you could do another one, I would love to talk about it. Yes. Uh, I did get an email to our account uh, about Google updating their privacy. Um, so that's a thing. But uh, right. I don't really think that we need to make a response to that on the air. <laughs> again, if you do have any comments, questions, concerns, queries, or anything else, uh, please feel free to leave a comment on our website or email us at nobusinesspodcast at gmail.com. All one word, nobusinesspodcast at gmail.com. And I think with that, we're going to conclude this episode four of the No Business Talking About Games podcast. Again, I'm your host, The Wonder Waffle, here with Shantmaster K. Thank you for joining us. Thank you very much. Please write in. Please respond in some way. And uh, we'll see you again next time on the No Business Podcast. And we're out. Start this again. Then we're back with Shadows of the No wonder what. Okay, yeah. All right, here, here we go. She thinks my tractor's sexy. I hate country. Me too. <laughs> <laughs>